Hey guys, we're not all about fitness. I'm Paul Bono. I'm Angelo Cisco, and today we're with Ian Berger at CrossFit Dynamics in Queens, New York. Uh, Ian, thanks for joining us. Of course. Um, so uh, Paul and I have both been very fortunate that we've known Ian for a number of years and we've known a lot about his journey and today we're going to talk about an interesting part of your journey. We want to hear a little bit about your backstory uh, leading up before fitness um, but also to the, the length of time you spent with uh, Rhinoco and how that's kind of elevated you in the fitness game and kind of transformed not only you as an athlete but as a businessman as well. Cool. So start from the beginning. So you grew up playing soccer? Yes. So I grew up in Oceanside, New York, which is in Long Island. Um, played soccer my whole life at the highest level, constantly traveling throughout New York to play for different clubs. Um, got Started getting recruited for college in my sophomore year of high school. Um, you name it, I was getting recruited by. I, was, I started getting a little cocky, slacking off in school. Uh, all the good stuff. Um, partying. I actually chose my college based off of my best overnight visit. Um, Those are the important things. Yep. It was University of Albany. It was Division One soccer school. And um, the best party I've ever experienced. I was like, I don't want that to end. So this is where I'm going. Uh, I've played overseas. One morning I kind of woke up and I was like, I am gonna, yeah, this is, this is not for me. This lifestyle is not gonna make it. Uh, <laughs> How old were you when you kind of realized that? It start probably around 19, 18, 19. Um, I had a degree in, I don't even know what my degree was in. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know. A lot of focus on <laughs> academics during this yep. soccer career, guys. Stay yeah. in school. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember taking like classes like, the culture and hip-hop of rap and, like, bowling. And, like, I was like, dude, I'm going to end up, like, a useless human being and just partying so much that I was like, <laughs> I might be a borderline alcoholic at one point. So I was like, you know what? I started doing CrossFit. A friend of mine turned me on to it, um, got into it, and uh, humbled. You know, my first workout kicked me in the ass, and from then on I was like, I love this. Hit up my dad who was having cholesterol problems and he would always kind of lean on me for some help uh, to get fit or just kind of ideas for health and wellness and put him on like a paleo zone-ish diet mm -hmm. and CrossFit main site prescription. And before he knew it, he was lost like 30 pounds and didn't need cholesterol medicine. so. We both drank the Kool-Aid and we're ready to open an affiliate. And what year was that? That was 2010. Awesome. Yeah. Wait, 2010 or 2011? I don't know. The years are flying by. I think maybe 2010. Yeah, this will be my sixth year. Yeah, I think so, it's yeah. 2010. Yeah, 2010. I think we both started right around the same time in yeah. that part of the business. Well, I still remember the 2011 picture from Ian at regionals with the long flowing oh hair, God. the weighing 140 pounds at what, 5'10", five, 5'11". <laughs> five, five, so, awesome. And a maximum thruster of, I think, 185 at that time. The Jesus of CrossFit. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Jesus. For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, so now you open the affiliate, you're training as an athlete, and then a few years go by, um, your gym's growing, you're growing as an athlete, and then 
kind of how did you get involved with Rhino Co? How did that kind of all kind of transpire? Ooh, just kind of lucky. Um, my first affiliate was kind of more, my, the one that my family opened, mm -hmm. um, was more of kind of a hobby and club, which I think a lot of affiliate owners make the mistake of doing. Um, they're like, well, I love CrossFit, and I want to be a games athlete, and I want a place to train, and I want uh, a place to hang out with people. So that's kind of was the initial thought behind opening my first affiliate. Um, one of the things that my mom made me do was apply to colleges if I wanted to own an affiliate or run a gym. I didn't want to go to school. Like I was like, I'm done, I'm gonna, a gym owner, I'm never gonna need to really use a college education. She forced me to apply to NYU and fortunately I got in. I didn't expect to get in. Um, I got in, it was like a 200 people got in out of like 5,000 applicants. I'm like, how the hell did I get in? <laughs> um, but I did, I commuted and I ran my gym and trained full time as an athlete and just kind of taught me a lot of responsibility. 2013, I just graduated. What'd you get a de your degree in? Sports management. Okay. Yep. Sports management and a focus on sports media and marketing. Uh, just graduated, training for regionals. I was actually under Jay Layden, um, who was programming for me. And my first workout was Jackie. I, it was kind of like one of these opens that I had to overcome adversity through being sick, um, was in like 45th place, barely squeaked in. And I was, after that I was on a mission just to crush souls. So first workout is Jackie, I'm in the bottom heat. It's 2013, right? Yeah, it's 2013. 2013. Yeah. I come out flying, row like a three minute 1K, do my thrusters unbroken, um, hop up to the pull-up bar, do about, I wanna say like 17 to 18 pull-ups unbroken. My judge goes like 12. And I'm like, okay, you know that there's gonna, whatever, just keep going. Yeah. And people aren't even close at this point. Hop up again, I, I did like, 10 to 12, she says 20. And I'm like, okay, just keep on going, keep chipping away. Yeah. What must have been about like 50 pull-ups and then the rest of the heat starts passing me, not knowing why I'm getting no reps, I start getting a little frustrated. Finally, I finish. Um, and I kind of realized that that might have just cost me a trip to the games or a top five finish. But didn't get too upset. So I walk into the back of the warm-up area and Nathan Forrester, who's one of the owners of Rhino Co., comes up to me, he's like, you, you got screwed out there, right? And I'm like, yeah, happens, you know, gotta move on, gotta do my best on the next couple of events. And he's like, really? Like, that's how you're handling it? And I'm like, yeah, what am I gonna do? Like, she's a human, like, I can't get frustrated. It's um, over now. Yeah, like, what, what am I gonna do? And he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm 21. And he was like, shit, that's impressive. So long story short, he sponsored me that weekend by Nutriforce. Um, was like, I want you to, we kept in contact. He's like, I want you to work for Reebok CrossFit Fifth Ave and work for Ronico. And I was like, why am I gonna work for you? I own a gym. Why, it's taking a step backwards to right. be a coach again. At that time, that's what At you kind of thought it was. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, no, I promise, you need to just get your foot in the door and you'll have more opportunities. And 
just looking at him, he had, he was driving a, what are you, a Dodge, like a sick Dodge Viper, had all these toys, like had these big gyms across the US and I was like, okay. So he kind of served as the next couple of months, he kept to his word and then just kept on giving me more projects and more projects and more projects and mentoring me along the way. And yeah, it's kind of how it all started. Keeping that level head, especially when you are in a little rush and a little anxious and you hit a car or <laughs> don't get reps on your pull-ups. Keep a level head out there, kids. You never know who's watching. <laughs> Angelo hit a car this Those morning. Those of you that don't know, today I might have did a U-turn and let somebody know that I really liked him in Queens. Not them personally, but their, their other Hyundai. It was a Hyundai on Hyundai crap. So you started, so you get through regionals, and now like you're like, man, I gotta find out what this Nate is really about. I'm gonna give this a shot. And so, I mean, unlike many people, he kept to his word. He did. Which is awesome. Yep. Good ups to Nate for doing that. And yep. then you start working at Fifth Ave, and then he kind of starts mentoring you, and uh, you start seeing more of maybe the business side of CrossFit versus like just having that warehouse or kind of like that training dungeon that I think we all kind of thought it was at one time. Yeah. And now this guy's got, or his company has this, this national sort of brand and following. Mm -hmm. And you start learning more of that side, which is also completely congruent probably with what you went to school with. Yes. For? Yep. All right, so now take me through that. So now you start working a little bit more with Nate. You guys have a little more trust and bond. You're developing more projects. What are some things that you've done with RhinoCo that, you know, just aren't typical and a little bit bigger than you probably thought you were capable of? Um, I think the biggest is just the New York Rhinos. Um, I mean, initially, before that, though, he would take me into these meetings with, like, monsters, like Samsung. I've hung out with, like, Steve Aoki, and I kind of, at first, was like, why is this 20, why am, I'm 22, 23 years old, mm -hmm. sitting in on meetings with these people that are superstars, or like, sure. with companies that are billion dollar companies, and I'm like, it, it was, it was pretty cool, um, but yeah, the, I think the hardest and most eye-opening experience was with the Rhinos, um, so the Rhinos is, is, just for anybody that might not know, is, is the New York grid team, yep. and what's your role with them? Uh, I was you had a few, right? Yeah. So okay. first in 2014, I was the GM head coach. Okay. Uh, pure. I was head coach. What's that like being the GM and the head coach? What? Are, how are those different? Those are both so different. Oh, it was a clusterfuck for no other. Reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other. Um, just everything. I did everything the first year, and I really learned a lot because it was a trial by fire. I made mm -hmm. incredible mistakes. Um, I also did some things right, but I, I learned a lot. So, uh, yeah. What's one thing out of all, like you could say, was one of the biggest eye openers or learning experiences for you? Hmm. Mm hmm. I think the biggest eye opening experience is just uh, hmm, just how how you deal with people, you know, and also not getting flustered. Mm -hmm. Like same back to that initial, like there was times where the work would pile on to the point where I was like, this is never gonna get done and I'm not capable of this. Mm -hmm. Like, but taking a step back and be like, okay, it's gonna get done, it's gonna happen, I just need to take it piece by piece. So I think that was probably the biggest piece. And also just people, 
dealing with 24 athletes, what it, what it is, was a headache. You know? And high-caliber athletes, yeah. too. Oh, elite athletes. Yeah. You know, you had Matt Frazier, you had Andy Thorsider, um Elijah Muhammad, Danny Sedell. Uh, yeah, rock stars. Yeah. And these are just regular people, you know. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was like being a parent and being the youngest yeah. person in the room trying to be a parent to all these athletes was comical. It was like I'm never made like telling a grown adult, hey, we can't have ice cream tonight because you've already had it six times this week. It's funny. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's funny. Like you just can't. You can't make that stuff up. I mean, I've never made so many ice cream trips than awesome. during grid season. <laughs> and now you're still with the, with the Rhinos. You guys yep. had your pro day um, just recently, yep, yesterday. yesterday. And uh, what's your role now with them for this season? Uh, I'm the GM solely. So you're just the GM. Okay, so you don't have, like, what's the GM's role exactly like for grid? Tell me a little bit about um, what that goes into. Similar to other sports. Okay. My responsibility is just getting all the contracts done, making sure athletes sign, dealing with... Um, the compensation details, logistics of getting people where they need to be for matches, scheduling, uh, jerseys, sponsorships, fun stuff. So you have a lot to deal with like on the financial side of the team, like yep. making sure that you're aligned mm-hmm. with that. Um, where do you see grid going now? So we're coming on the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I was with you in Dallas for that one, yep. for the one combine that one year. I think there's a, a lot of anticipation about, like, where this is really going because it's still in its infancy. Yep. Where is somebody that's on the inside of this and obviously that has such a good insight about what's going on in the, the fitness industry, where do you see GRID kind of going in the next years to come? Or where is your hope and where is it you think it is? I hope it um, it grows and continues. I, I think it's kind of good that it took a little bit of a step back because mm-hmm. we started so big. Yeah, you um, had that first match in the Madison, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's, did. that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I nearly shit my pants. I was, I I don't like being up in the public. Like, I don't like being on camera. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it because mm-hmm. I kind of had it. You know, like my first yeah. year, it was like, all right, you're gonna have to be in a suit on in Madison Square Garden. I think I sweat through the suit I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, like I had like sweat marks down to here and I was like, I drank pre-workout just to purely get me through that day because I was so stressed <laughs> out. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, so back to where where it's going now. So it took a step back. So now it kind of regrouped and maybe st- it's starting again a little smaller, more gradually. Yeah, I think this is a make or break year and we're going to see what happens. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I think this year is going to kind of dictate the future. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's kind of at the point where it's like, we just need to figure out what, what exactly, what type of property are we? Are we a sport? Mm-hmm. Are we an entertainment property like a American Ninja Warrior? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we a human interest piece? Like, are we telling stories about people and then highlighting their athletic like, capabilities? Um, I think we're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And this year, contingent on like a few deals, of whether it's like, TV deal or media rights and sponsorship will kind of dictate the future. Sure. Now, I'm going to ask you a tough question, and I think it's on a lot of people's minds, is a lot of people might look at grid in this kind of like sort of negative connotation or just completely like opposite of just general CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Where do you see 
the goodness and grit, especially from the athlete side and then also from a public perspective side? Because there's two sides of this. Obviously, yep. one thing is people are paid to play a sport now, yep. which is really good. So go a little bit in depth in that. Like, what's it like for the players? Like, what's that advantage or a good part about this for the players and then also for the spectators? Well, I think for players, the first thing is they're actually getting paid, mm -hmm. you know? So you're traveling, um, which is your expenses are being paid for, your meals are being covered, and you're actually making a little bit of money, right? And it's also providing an opportunity for some people that aren't, per se, CrossFitters, um, and you're allowing them to be specialists. Uh, it is unique to CrossFit. I mean, some of the movements are similar, mm -hmm. and there are some parallels between the two sports, but I think grid... Grid stars are not your best CrossFitters. Being, having work capacity doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be good at grid. Um, it's also just provided an opportunity for a platform for some of the elite athletes to, to train together. It's also kind of pushed the limits of what people are capable of. Like Potential. Yeah, so you see some of these people doing some crazy things like hang cleans at like 245 unbroken for like sets of 10 to 20 um like just crazy you see crazy stuff like irving hernandez like his double unders his like the speed and human potential is crazy um and i think that's cool for spectators to see because it's an hour long um it's easy to follow and they could be invested in a team and kind of a team that represents maybe their like their region versus just a person you know and yeah. sometimes we've all been to crossfit events not saying i i live like sleep and eat crossfit um but sometimes going to crossfit events over the course of a day or a weekend is draining and sometimes really boring unless you're participating um i'm not i don't mean boring they're they're long they're very long i hear what you're saying they're very yeah. long yeah, it's days a, it's a long day yep 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yep. and the person that you're watching is on for 20 minutes mm -hmm. of that yeah. eight hours. And like again, like sometimes you're out in the heat for 12 hours, well, not 12 hours, yeah. but eight hours, just yep. sweating, watching. I'm a coach and I take naps. Yes, exactly. And, and I eat donuts. <laughs> I do. I, I take a nap. I mean, it's I a think it's game. more stressful to it be is. a coach. Yeah. Like, I mean, those those days beat you up. For sure. And sometimes you have these events that are like 5K run. Like, right, you're just standing there. It's cool. Like, cool. Right. What am I watching now? Yeah. So the fact that it's got a little more entertainment value for the yeah. people, mm -hmm. um, more action-packed and things like that. I think also, too, um, like you said, like having a whole team that you're cheering for, I think it just because yeah. of just sports in general, people get into that. Mm -hmm. When does the season start this year? It starts in August. August, so good. Um, and how long does it go for? It's only three weeks this year. Three weeks? And how many matches in three weeks? There's going to be a total of five with postseason. So it's a lot happening in a short amount of time. Three regular season matches, two postseason matches. That's awesome. How many, and like, so you're from New York and you're going to be in New York. What's the travel schedule going to be like for that? I think it's, we're all going to be, so all the teams are going to fly to one location, uh -huh. hang out for like the three weeks, play each other. So there's no like traveling all over the U.S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and then just go back to regular life. So almost like a like tournament style. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That that is pretty cool. I actually like that a lot more. Just 
kind of having that grind and yeah. being all together. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that do you like that for you too? Oh yeah. Um, I think the hardest part about mm-hmm. that would just be being stuck in one place for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, I like it so much more. Instead of traveling back and forth constantly. Sure. It'll be nice just to get it done in one shot. All right, we're gonna do a three-minute rapid-fire round. Let's do it. Favorite? I know you've been reading this year. Yeah. You've been picking up on your reading because we talked I, about it. I have. Best book you've read this year? Go. The Ways of the Superior Man. Good, Paul. Go. Favorite ice cream? Oh God, uh, Tonight Dough. Tonight Dough? Ben and Jerry's. Oh, is that the Jimmy Fallon one? Yeah, that's the oh. Jimmy Fallon. The potato chips, right? No, 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 no. That used to be potato a, chips. Now it's peanut butter. Peanut butter cookie dough. Step it up. Brownies. <laughs> Fucking amateur hour. <laughs> yeah, and you like Ben and Jerry's too. You're actually you're a Twenty guy, aren't you? I've 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 changed. What? No. What? Uh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. uh, real boring one. Sorry, little stale moment. Uh, Nikes or Metcons? God. I mean Metcons or Nanos? Uh, Metcons. Uh, favorite accessory to work out in? Hmm. Your go-to. Could it be like a piece of clothing? Yep. I like virus compression pants. Boom. Plug for virus. There uh, we go. Ian's <laughs> looking for a sponsorship. <laughs> Hello. You send him the Give contract. Give him the discount code. We'll send you the email. Yeah. Yeah. Best part about the Albany party, <laughs> we like oh. as long as there wasn't anything illegal. I mean, even if it was, nobody are yeah. no viewers are snitches. Because you get stitches. Oh, boy. <laughs> this might really hurt my... Uh, Social media presence. <laughs> especially with the girls. But, um, oh, okay. Uh, one, one night, so preface this, my roommate, I played on the soccer team. My roommate was from England. Uh, we both went out. We were heavily under the influence of alcohol. Oh, um, yeah. Went to a party. He bumped into a girl. The girl was like, what the hell? He said, so sorry. Uh, she's like, oh my God, these kids are from England. Assumed that was from England too. I am not. Tell me, did you do the accent? Woke up the next morning, no accent. She was really <laughs> pissed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, terrible human being. You know what, though? To... to there isn't a 19-year-old, 18-year-old, whatever age you were, sub-20. You would have probably played the, played the pot. You would have done everything it took to get in there. And we all were there. So that's yep. awesome. That's good. That's good. E, thanks for your time. Of course. Where could our viewers uh, follow you and the rhinos? Uh, for my personal stuff, at Ianberger underscore 15. Uh, rhinos at New York Rhinos. And yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for your time this morning. And uh, we're Not All About Fitness, www.notallaboutfitness.com, at Not All About Fitness on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good stuff. Thank you for watching. And please subscribe to us on iTunes.